Regular listener, why not check out our YouTube channel for more Arsenal and general football content? Over there, you can sign up to a Chronicles of Aguna membership, gain access to our exclusive members-only content, as well as our private Discord server. But above all, you'll be supporting me to bring you more content and continue what's been an amazing journey covering the Arsenal so far. Enjoy the show. It's the Chronicles of Aguna. It's a North London Derby special and we are live. You're listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon. Hello and welcome back to another edition of the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast brought to you by 90 Min. As ever, I'm your host, Harry Simu, and we are live to look ahead to this weekend's big one. It's the North London derby between Arsenal and Spurs. Takes place at the Emirates Stadium this Sunday. It's Mother's Day. I know it makes it a little bit difficult, um, but the derby is a little bit later on in the day. Uh, so hopefully you'll be able to get all your Mother's Day bits and pieces out of the way uh, by the time the game comes around. Listen, I'm lucky. My my mum understands. <laughs> she's been uh, she's been having to contend with Arsenal dictating our lives for years and years and years. Um, it's just the way it is. But big, big game, of course, uh, coming up. So make sure that whatever it is that you're planning to do on Mother's Day, you've got it done and dusted so you can sit down in the front of the TV um, in the afternoon and watch the biggest game in the Premier League this weekend without question. Um, how have I been feeling sort of in the build-up to this game? It's been a strange one because throughout the week I've been asked this question. I've, I've, I've been doing the podcast, I've been going on other platforms as well and we've been talking and, and, and kind of discussing where Arsenal are at at the moment. And I keep, you know, I, I kept on saying that for me, this derby wasn't the most important game that we were going to play this week. You know, it was all about the Europa League for me. The trip to Olympiagos was massive. And ultimately, beating Spurs in the North London derby, as special as it would be, as enjoyable as it would be, is not really going to enhance Arsenal's chances, I don't think, of qualifying for the Champions League. I think that ship has sailed um, in terms of the Premier League. I think we're too far behind. We've made too many mistakes already this season, and I just can't see us closing that gap regardless of what happens this weekend but in the case of our Europa League game for me that felt like the priority you know going into that one we needed to get a positive result away from home we were burnt by Olympiagos last year and so there was that in the back of our minds as well and maybe that led to us feeling a need to be even more focused on that game because of what happened last season you know we went to Bireas last season and we got a 1-0 one, uh, one win. We brought it back to the Emirates and we still got knocked out. So, you know, this time around it's a little bit different because obviously the the result was was more significant. You know, a 3-1 away win, you got three away goals. Olympiagos would essentially have to score three goals to progress um, at the Emirates Stadium. And you'd like to think that that isn't going to happen. So, 
what that's done is it's made me now shift my focus, right? Obviously, we've got the second leg of that coming up on Thursday. And that's not to say for a second that I expect or want to see Arsenal take that game lightly. But now we can focus fully on the North London derby. And I recorded a show yesterday, which you guys may have seen on the channel, um, with Hunter Godson and Ben Haynes from 90 Min, uh, the guys over at the Oh What A Night podcast, another podcast in the network. Um, and we had, we sat down around the table and we had, uh, you know, uh, uh, quite a, ge a generic discussion about this game and, and the North London derby and what it means and how we're feeling going into it and the form of the two sides leading into it, et cetera, et cetera. And I was, I, I felt like when I watched it back or listened to it back that I was, I was playing the North London derby down a little bit. And that was because, as I say, you know, my focus and my mind all weekend uh, all week, sorry, has been on the Europa League and how important that is and the second leg to come on Thursday. But I've woken up in a completely different mood today and I knew this was going to happen. You know, I said it on the on the podcast deep down. I knew that as the game got closer, um, I'd start to feel the nerves. I'd start to feel, um, you know, sort of the passion boiling about the North London derby and, and all of that. And um, lo and behold, I've woken up on Saturday morning and I feel exactly that way. I feel as though this game is the be-all and end-all now. Um, I feel as though because of our positive results um, it, or our positive result in the Europa League, we can, I'm not going to say take our foot off the gas or take our eye off the ball, but maybe we can go a little bit stronger tomorrow with a view to maybe if there's going to be uh, some rotation that, Maybe Mikel's a little bit iffy about you can do you maybe get away with that on Thursday. Now these are fame, you know. I don't want these to be my famous last words, you know. And then Arsenal get dumped out. But I do think the result on Thursday is significant in terms of how we can go into this game, how we can approach this game, and because we got a really good result in Europe, the pressure is almost alleviated off us a little bit um, as we head into this one against Spurs at the weekend. Add to that Jose Mourinho and his usual stupid comments uh, that he's been giving in the press, uh, talking about the fact that he doesn't look down, he only looks up, etc., etc. Really trying to wind things up as he always does. Um, and all of a sudden, I am desperate. I am desperate for us to to put this put them to the sword uh, at the Emirates Stadium on Sunday. It's a shame there won't be fans in the stadium, and I think that does have an impact. Um, you know, particularly in a game like this, the, the crowd are often the 12th man. And I know a lot of people criticise the Emirates Stadium for the atmosphere and stuff. Um, and they say maybe, you know, it's not it's not as good as it should be. And I would say that that's just an issue with modern stadia and, and the modern the modern game. Um, but I can tell you for sure, and I can't remember the last North London derby at home that I didn't attend. Um, and I've been at all of them. And the atmosphere has been phenomenal. It's phenomenal in those games. You know, forget what people say. They used to talk about Highbury, the library, and they criticise the Emirates Stadium now. Um, nah. It's, it, when it comes to Derby Day, all of that criticism is unfair and it's irrelevant. And um, we go into this one, in my opinion... You know, looking to, all right, you, we need to improve our league position. But for me, this is all about pride. This is all about Mikel Arteta winning over some of the supporters who are probably either on the fence about him at the moment or are a little bit worried about the direction in which he's taking us. Uh, so 
it's a big game, obviously, um, and uh, really, really looking forward to it now. I wasn't looking forward to it yesterday. Um, I wasn't looking forward to it at all on Thursday. In fact, it was completely in the back of my mind on Thursday. And even to a degree on Friday morning when I was still processing what happened on Thursday night. So, yeah, it's, um, it, I, 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 you know, now I really am desperate for us to win it. And as I say, I couldn't focus on it. I just couldn't. I couldn't shift my my focus and my thoughts towards a game when I knew there was a one that, in my opinion, was bigger and more important for the overall context of our season in between you know, the, the early stages of the week and then, of course, the North London derby. But that's out of the way now. And a lot of people will say that the job is done against Olympiagos. It probably is. But you still got to be wary because Arsenal, as we've seen, are more than capable of pressing the self-destruct button, you know. And it only takes that to happen once to completely flip uh, the momentum in a game, to swing the pendulum the other way. We've seen it happen time and time again in recent times. Let's go over to the live chat and then we're going to talk a little bit about some of the stats um, ahead of this one, uh, some of the recent records. I'll be sharing with you guys my starting 11 for the North London derby and I'll be giving you guys a prediction as well as taking any questions or thoughts uh, that you guys have um, in the live chat. So let's say hello to Adam Chisholm who says, morning Harry and chat. Hope you're doing well and have a good weekend. Hope we win, but you never know with this team. But it is time that Arteta got his first win against the sulky one. I like that. I like that. Um, I really do. Big hello to Omar, who says he thinks we'll win uh, 2-1. Hello to Russ Morgan. Uh, big hello to Xander, one of our members, who says, happy Saturday. So the Spuds have a horrible record at the Emirates. Fingers crossed it stays that way. Fingers crossed. Um, Lee Lochran says, I think we win this game easily. We're in a different place than the last game, kind of the same as the Leicester one. Uh, Tizel says, we need to turn up and smash them. I feel like the job is done against Olympiagos. We need to put everything in tomorrow to get some pride back. It's not like the City and Benfica situation last time. Yeah, um, the, the Benfica tie was was very much in the balance, agreed. And, and maybe this one isn't, uh, you know. And so we can probably uh, afford to maybe exert ourselves a little bit more in this game. Um, I'm... I'm I'm so reluctant to say it, but it does feel like the Europa League job is is done. Um, it should be done anyway. And, you know, barring a monumental collapse, Arsenal should be through. And so, as I said, I do think that that has an impact on this game, not just in terms of the personnel that Mikel Arteta picks, but in terms of the players mentally, you know, um, about exerting themselves, about going, you know, pushing the boundaries and yeah, um, I think it probably does uh, it does make a difference. And I think you're right to point out that it's not really comparable to the situation we had uh, when faced with Benfica and then obviously Manchester City in between. Big hello to Gentile. He says, come on, you Gooners. Hi, Harry. Uh, Shane says, morning, Harry. Love the content. Sky Sports VIP are offering the game on VR experience. We're really looking forward to it. I've never tried that with football. Um, let me know how it is. Let me know how it is. Much right one day. Uh, big hello to Ziga, who says uh, we have to win this game. Arteta has to play the best 11 and then he can rest players in the second leg against Olympia. Goes, I predict a 3-1 win for the Arsenal. Tazel says the North London derby is always rocking at the Emirates. Going back to my comments about the atmosphere. Um, and, and I do think that, you know, I know we've had to play the whole season without crowds, but 
especially in a game like this, the lack of a crowd is felt. And I think when you look across the Premier League this season, we've seen a real lack of intensity in some of the big games. And that's been because there is no crowd in the stadium. There's no one to urge you on. And, you know, for example, if a game gets to the 70, 75th minute level, um, there is no crowd to push you to try and get you over the line to try and turn that point into three points. And it, you often see situations nowadays where both sides just are almost content um, to take the point. And when there's a packed stadium, particularly in, particularly in a derby, you're not going to get away with that. Um, and, and that's obviously one of the big differences. Uh, Martin Laguna says, you're dead right, Harry. Um, what else have we got here? Uh, big hello uh, to Bruno, who says, hello, Harry and chat. Uh, Guns and Yellow Ribbons, uh, big hello to Fergus. Get over and check out uh, the Guns and Yellow Ribbons podcast as well. Fergus says, totally agree, Harry. The North London Derby atmosphere is unbelievable. In the 4-2, a couple of years back, I ended up crowd surfing down block five. <laughs> Um, Martin Laguna says, uh, wish I could go tomorrow. Can't wait to get back. Yeah, me too. Um, Avishek Das says, cheers, Harry from India. I'm worried about Kane. I believe we will win. Mourinho will park the bus thoughts. Is that thoughts? Although, um, I, I guess for me, my biggest concerns about Tottenham obviously is, it, it includes Harry Kane, you know, Harry Kane, human son, Gareth Bale is obviously, uh, decided he's going to turn up uh, now that the season's coming to an end as well. And what worries me about about facing Spurs is that it, it's simply one thing. You know, I think Arsenal will create chances. I don't look at Spurs as a defensive unit and think they're completely watertight. I think people like Serge Aurier, I think people like Davinson Sanchez um, have errors in them. I don't think they're they're perfect from a defensive standpoint. I do think that they've improved in that since Emil Hojbjerg came in because he gives them that little bit of, of a protective screen in front of the back four. And he's an ideal Jose Mourinho player, isn't he, in terms of what he brings to the table. But where I really worry about Spurs is not in that area of the field. I worry about Spurs, Spurs' front line. And you look at Harry Kane and he doesn't need three or four chances to score a goal. You look at Hyungmin Son's history in a game like this and, and, and across the Premier League, you know, all season, I know he's not been as prolific as he was at the start of the campaign, but he's still somebody who you can't afford to give a single chance to because more often than not, he will take it. Um, Gareth Bale's hit form as well. So for me, it's that when I look at Spurs, I see them as a, a side who are quite a bit more clinical than us. And Arsenal's lack of, I guess, ruthlessness in the final third has been a problem throughout the course of the season. And I worry that, it's going to come back to bite us again. You know, when chances come our way, which they will, you know, there will be opportunities in this North London derby for Arsenal to score. They've got to take them because we can't afford to spurn opportunities because we know that when they get them down the other end, more often than not, those guys will put the ball in the back of their net. So when I think about my biggest worries and my biggest fears with regards to this North London derby, it's our lack of ruthlessness and Tottenham's opposite, basically. Um, you know, I, I expect them to come to the Emirates and be a little bit cautious. I expect them to come to the Emirates and sit off of us and try and play on the counter-attack as they've done so effectively throughout throughout the season. Kane dropping into that hole. Bale, if he plays, and Son making runs from out to in in the wide areas and Harry Kane picking them out. You do worry about that. Um, and Arsenal will just need to manage those transitions a lot better than we did 
uh, in the return fixture earlier in the season. Big hello to uh, Gunner Gell. Hope you're well. Um, and to Guns and Yellow Ribbons again. He says, never to get, never get too cocky, lads. Wait until the game is done. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, Sam Tonk says, hope Pepe plays. Uh, we'll be begging for action and a one-on-one -on -one versus Aurier with Tierney overlapping would be mad. Yeah, I agree with that. And I'll come on to share uh, with you guys uh, my um, my uh, team in a little bit. Um, Daniel Roberts says, easy win tomorrow. I hope you're right, mate. Uh, Paul Murphy says, this is why it's so important that Smith Rowe and Saka players, they know the importance and won't need the crowd to inspire them. Interesting point. Uh, David Barrell says, do we want a potential North London Derby Europa final? I don't think my heart could take that, um, if I'm honest. Uh, given how much it would, uh, how much importance winning the Europa League carries for Arsenal, what it would mean if we could um, end our European trophy drought and at the same time qualify for next season's Champions League, what that would mean for the summer and what that would mean for Arsenal moving forward. And for, those, and for Mikel Arteta, you know, it would be two major trophies in two seasons. I can't take the thought of him having to face Jose Mourinho in that. Honestly, um, it makes me feel sick. Uh, let's see what else you guys say are saying. Um, Tom Bombadil says, uh, we have got more errors in our team. We do. Um, you know, there's no getting away from that. We do have errors in our team. We do have players who make mistakes. In, and I've talked about it at length over the last week or so. You know, we've seen it happen twice. We saw Granite Xhaka lose the ball uh, in front of his own penalty area. And we saw Danny Ceballos do it um, against Olympiagos. I still feel that Bern Leno shouldn't be playing those passes. And I know a lot of people disagree with that and have looked at the midfielders and gone, well, you know, they've got to do better in that situation. They've got to be more aware of what is around them. But ultimately, as a goalkeeper, you can see everything that's going on in front of you. As a midfielder facing your own goal, you haven't got eyes in the back of your head, in the sides of your head. Um, and it's impossible to have a 360 view of, of what is going on. So for me, yes, they probably could have done better to protect the ball. Maybe should have committed fouls um, in, in Sabahis' case to prevent Al-Arabi um, in that instance getting away and getting the shot off. But for me, you can't be putting players in that position. And I know that Mikel Arteta kind of hinted, didn't he, in his interview since that, we, it, it, as much as he wants us to play out from the back, we've got to do it at the right time. And he doesn't want to see us trying to do it when we're in a situation like that. So really interesting words from, from Mikel Arteta on that. And I think, just reading between the lines, that he was unhappy with Bern Leno in both of those instances. Um, that's not to say that in, in Granite Xhaka's case, where his, his one was worse, in my opinion, it's not to say in his case he's completely got away scot-free. But I do think that Mikel Arteta feels uh, that the goalkeeper had a big role to play in that. And, um, and could have avoided it by simply not playing those passes. Big hello to the Algerian Gunas. Hope you're well, man. Uh, he says, hi, Harry. Optimistic at all for the North London derby tomorrow. Optimistic is a strong word, uh, but I'm buzzing about it. And um, fingers crossed we can come away with a good result and really restore that feel-good factor. Um, that's what it's all about. Because as I say, in terms of... Um, in terms of what it means for our league position, I don't think it's going to make the world of difference. Um, and, and quite frankly, if we win the Europa League, I don't give a shit if we finish 10th, 9th, 8th or 7th. To me, it doesn't really make that much of a difference. I know there's prize money at stake, etc., etc. Um, but yeah, it's, it's not the be-all and end-all 
Um, I think we, we can all probably agree that our only route back into where we need to be, which is the UEFA Champions League, not just because of the status it brings to the club, not just because of what it means to qualify, um, you know, from a football perspective, but financially it is huge. And we are in desperate, desperate need of that cash injection ahead of what we think um, has the potential to be a really big summer for Arsenal. But the reality is that if we don't bring in funds, if we don't qualify for Europe, even the Europa League next season, where are Arsenal going to get this money from to be able to splash out and continue the rebuild and continue to bring Mikel Arteta the players that he feels he needs to the club? It's going to be very tough. Quick reminder, if you haven't done so already, make sure that you smash the like button. It is so, so important. It really, really helps the channel. Um, let me check out uh, where we are in terms of um, of likes at the minute. I can see there's over 125 of you watching across the multiple platforms, but there's only 33 likes. So uh, let's get that up to 100 as soon as possible. Um, also, if you want to become a member of the channel and support me to bring you more content, uh, then uh, please do so by um, clicking... Uh, in the uh, link in the description and that will take you um that will take you to um to uh, the membership page where you can see the different tiers available and you can decide if uh, any of those appeal to you and uh, join up uh Tazel says uh top right your left so top right my left is here yeah the Thierry Henry one loving that great iconic picture isn't it um I've got one on the wall somewhere as well. This is a green screen, but I've got an actual frame run on the wall uh, over that side. Um, but yeah, right, let's go on. Um, let's go on. Let's talk about the team, uh, the team that I would pick. And um, I'm going to quickly run through it and then I'll run through some of the reasons uh, for those selections with you guys. Um, so let me uh, just share the screen with you guys. Let me bring up my famous little tactics board. There we go. There we go. Um, there we go. Bang. Okay. So, um, in terms of the team I would go with, I'm going to quickly name it and then I'll go through the reasons for you. So I'm going Leno in goal. I'm going Cedric at right back. I'm going David Luiz at right center back. I'm going Pablo Marie at left center back. I'm going Tierney. And in midfield, I'm going with Xhaka, Partey, Emil Smith-Rowe, Nicolas Pepe, Bakayo Saka, and Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. So that is, uh, that is my starting eleven for this game. And, and I always want to stress this point, right? This is my starting eleven. It's not a predicted starting eleven. It's not the one that I'm certain Mikel Arteta is going to play. It is literally the team that I would go with if I were in charge. And I'm going to share with you uh, a piece that I wrote for 90 Min yesterday um, in order to kind of explain uh, those selections so uh, you can get the kind of reasoning behind what I've done here um, and why I've done it. So this is the Arsenal lineup that I've put that should uh, start against Ars uh, should start against Spurs. So goalkeeper and defenders. Start off with Burn Leno in goal. Um, 
there you go. You can see them there. Uh, Burn Leno for me, he's been criticised for his distribution, but if the truth be told, uh, his shot-stopping ability has kept Arsenal in a number of games this season. There's no getting away from that. I talked about um, Burn Leno's tendency to make a mistake, his tendency to play the ball out into a dangerous position, and I don't like that. I agree that that's been a real problem, but I think his shot-stopping ability at times has been key, and I think it will be needed in a game like this. Um, and I, I made the point that coming up against Kane, Son and Bale, um, the German can basically anticipate being a busy boy uh, on the day. And and for all the bad things that I've talked about with Berliner recently, the distribution, which for me is, is, of course, questionable. He is a brilliant shot stopper and he is clearly Arsenal's number one. So there's no reason why he shouldn't play. I've gone with Cedric um, at right back. I, I mentioned that he's had a run of games at left back when Kiarantini was injured. And he's proved himself to be a very reliable deputy. The Portuguese is a right-back by trade, though. And with Hector Bellerin playing the full 90 minutes in Greece midweek, he's the fresh and logical option. Centre-back, I've gone with David Luiz. I said, when fit, the Brazilian is usually named in the starting lineup because of his experience and leadership skills. Arguably the most technically gifted of Arsenal's centre-backs. It makes sense to play the 33-year-old, given the team's current philosophy, which is, of course playing the ball out from the back. I brought Pablo Marie back into the side um, because I don't think he deserved to be dropped out of it in the first place. Uh, Gabriel returned to the starting lineup for the trip to Greece, but Marie is impressed of late. Rotation is key to staying fresh and the Brazilian, the Spaniard, uh, I should say, um, doesn't weaken Arsenal's back line. Left-back Kieran Tierney, um, a key player for the Gunners. Tierney is solid defensively, but also offers plenty in the attacking third. Arsenal don't have another recognised left-back in the first team squad. And even if they did, the Scotsman would still get the nod because he's that much better than any alternative. Uh, my midfield, uh, as I've already mentioned, is Granite Xhaka. Uh, I said, despite his error at Burnley last weekend, anybody who's followed the club in recent months will recognise how key uh, Xhaka is to the way uh, the Gunners wish to play. Uh, in midfield, he'll be partnered for me with um, Thomas Partey, who looked out of sorts on Thursday night. But big money players are needed to perform in big money games or in big games. Um, and I think he's um, he's got a bit of a point to prove after a disappointing display in Athens. Uh, ahead of them, I've gone with Olympia Goz. I, I mentioned that Emil Smith-Rowe. Ahead of them, I've gone with Emil Smith-Rowe, sorry. Um, I mentioned that he returned from injury at Olympia Goz, coming on as a late substitute. And assuming there are no further concerns regarding his fitness, he should come in and give Martin Odegaard a breather. Uh, moving on to the front line, um, I've gone with Bukayo Saka because I think he could, you know, you could make a case for resting him, but this is the North London derby and you don't rest players for the North London derby. Uh, I've mentioned that adrenaline alone will probably uh, keep Arsenal's most consistent player uh, feeling fit. Um, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang uh, will lead the line for me. I've said that the Arsenal captain has rediscovered his goal-scoring form of late and has scored seven goals against Tottenham in his career to date. Um, and I've also gone with uh, Nicolas Pepe. Uh, I said the Ivorian was unfortunate to be benched against Olympia Goz as he's been greatly improved having switched to the left. Also had a substitutes brief uh, appearance against Burnley. So he'll be chomping at the bit to prove his worth in the derby. Um, so that's uh, my reasoning. Uh, for the selections that I've made. Just a quick reminder, I'll just share that team uh, with you guys uh, once more. 
And that is Leno in goal, Cedric at right back, David Luiz and Pablo Marie in the heart of the defence with Kieran Tierney at left back, Xhaka and Partey in the defensive midfield pivot with a Millsmith row ahead of them, Saka from the right, Pepe from the left and Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang through the middle. You can see there's a Spurs fan um, in the chat. Don't worry, you don't, you don't need to block them on, I think. Don't worry. I mean, it's just nice. It's funny to see them pipe up um, when, uh, when they're going to get piped on Sunday. Um, it's interesting. I, I just uh, the audacity of them. I mean, I would never waste my weekend watching a a Tottenham channel. So it always, I always find it um, incredible when when you know some you know we might be playing Burnley right or Aston Villa or Benfica or Olympia Goz and you get opposition fans of of those clubs popping in to have a little bit of a look. You know, maybe they want a little bit of insight as to. Um, where Arsenal are at at the moment and what Arsenal might do. But I always find it strange when proper direct rivals like Tottenham um, Tottenham fans pop up in the chat. I mean, I would never waste my weekend. My time is too valuable um, to uh, to waste it watching, um, <laughs> watching, uh, watching an opposition channel. Not, not for me. Um, Avishek says, a quick question, Harry. Would you be okay if we finish sixth and not win the Europa League Cup? I would be okay with 10th in the Europa League Cup. I'd rather be 10th and win the Europa League than finish sixth and, uh, and not win it. Um, because I, I'm desperate for Arsenal to win a European trophy, you know, as well as all the other benefits that come with it, the qualification uh, for the Champions League and all of that. Um, for me, it's about um, winning that European trophy. That is... Um, that that would trump finishing four positions higher in the league for me. Um, yeah. Uh, Tizel says, uh, agree with the team, except for Emil Smith-Rowe. Odegaard just got his first goal and should be buzzing. We also need a bit of quality in the final third. Emil Smith-Rowe just returned from injury. Odegaard can have a rest on Thursday. Um, yeah, I mean, you could do it that way round. You could do it that way round. Um, I'm not completely against that. Um, I just think Odegaard's had to play a fair amount over the last few weeks because of Mill Smith Rose fitness has been uh, a little bit up and down. And I think he's probably played more than Mikel would have liked him to. And I, I, I don't think that a, a fit Emil Smith Rowe and, and a granted, we don't know exactly how fit he is because he only played a few minutes on Thursday, but I do think a fit Emil Smith Rowe, maybe not as an individual is, is as good as Martin Odegaard yet, but what he is is he he fits in with the rest of the group really well. He connects with the players around him, in particular Bukayo Saka, uh, a lot better than most people do, and and that's kind of why I don't think that whichever one of those two you play, I don't think it really affects the standard of the team. Um, and you know that's kind of the way I look at it. But I accepted, you know, you could play it either way, and I don't think it would be uh, a major issue. Moving on to a prediction. Um, I'm going to go, I've been quite on the fence with my predictions lately because I've not, I've not been able to read this Arsenal team in terms of when they're going to press that self-destruct button and concede a stupid goal. And also it's difficult to read how much of an impact pressing that self-destruct button has on the game. You know, you look at the game against Burnley and it ultimately denied us winning the game. You look at the game against Olympiagos and we still had the quality. We still played well enough after that to then go on and win it. So, um, yeah, it's uh, it's a difficult one, isn't it? But I guess 
I'm going to go with an Arsenal win. Um, I'm going to go with a 2-1 to the Arsenal. Uh, that's going to be my prediction um, for this North London derby on Sunday. Let me know in the chat your predictions and I'll uh, call out some of those as well. Um, Omar says uh, 2-1 to the Gunners. Xander says 2-1 Arsenal. Ed, the Spurs fan, says 2-0 Spurs. Surprise, surprise. Um, Josh says 1-1. I reckon it will be a bore fest. Gentile says 2-1. Tofa 2-1. Uh, Christo says 2-1 uh, Arsenal. I got the Olympia one correct, so trust me. Uh, Sam Tonk says 3-2 uh, Arsenal. Spurs take the lead with a cane penalty. Arsenal storm back to lead 3-1. Oba twice and Saka with the goals. Bale scores in the last 20 minutes are horrifying. <laughs> Love the detail in that prediction. Uh, Daniel Roberts says 4-1 Arsenal. Um, Fletcher Scott says 1-0 Spurs. 45th minute counter-attack. And Bombardero uh, says 0-0. Uh, so those are the predictions. Lovely. As I said, I've gone with uh, the 2-1 uh, to the mighty Arsenal. Fingers crossed that is the case and fingers crossed um, we can enjoy the North London derby. Just a quick uh, look at how the results have gone recently. And of course, Spurs have won the, the last two North London derbies, but they were both at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. They won 2-0 earlier in this season and 2-1 at the back end of last season. Uh, the season before, there were two draws. 2-2 uh, draw at the Emirates and a 1-1 draw at um, Wembley when, of course, Spurs were playing their games there. We really should have won that game, though, shouldn't we? Um, missed the penalty late on. And then uh, the one prior to that was uh, the 4-2 win for Arsenal at the Emirates Stadium in December 2018. In terms of current form, Spurs just edge it. Uh, they've won three of their last five. Arsenal have won two of their last five in the Premier League with that draw at Burnley. Uh, skewing the records a little bit. Um, in terms of positions, they're currently in seventh. We're in tenth. Um, average goals scored per match. Tottenham lead us by quite some way on that. They got 1.7 average goals per match. Ours is 1.3, and that's largely down to what was happening at the end of the season. We've lost 11. They've lost eight. Um, our biggest win was a 4-0 win at West Brom. Theirs was obviously that 6-1 uh, battering of Manchester United at Old Trafford. Harry Kane leads the goal-scoring charts across the two teams with 16 in the Premier League. Son Heung-min has 13 and Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang's in third with nine. In terms of assists, uh, Harry Kane leads the way again with 13. Son with nine in second and Willian is in third for Arsenal. In terms of passes, Pierre-Emil Hoybier leads that with 1,988. Granite Xhaka's in second with 1,000. 566 and with 1,311 in third place is Eric Dyer. Um, so there you go. There's some of the stats, some of the facts leading into this one. 2-1 prediction uh, for me. Uh, Arsenal to win 2-1. Fingers crossed it's um, it's a good day. Um, make, as I said, make sure you get your Mother's Day stuff out and away early doors uh, because it's all about the North London derby uh, from around about 3.34pm onwards. So uh, yeah, there won't be a live watch-along tomorrow, um, unfortunately. As I said, you know, when I started doing the watch-alongs, unfortunately, my job means that there will be days where I'm working and I'm not able um, to do a watch-along. And um, tomorrow is one of them. I am covering the game, so I'm not going to miss the game or anything like that. Um, I'll be watching it. I'll be kicking and screaming just like everybody else. But unfortunately, I won't be able to do um, a live watch along but we'll be back with a podcast uh, tomorrow evening where we'll be looking back on the game discussing the game in detail and in the second part of that 
uh, we'll get some of you guys on uh, as, as phone-ins. Uh, so if you're interested in uh, joining me for that, tweet me uh, or DM me via Twitter, sorry, at Chronicles underscore AFC. And I look forward to speaking to some of you on that as we uh, react to the North London derby. Uh, so live show tomorrow night, no live watch along. I do apologise for it. But as I said, uh, when I first started doing them, I can't, um, I can't always guarantee that I'll be able to do them. It's just the nature of my work and my job at the minute. Uh, but wherever possible, I promise I'll be bringing you those um, and uh, we'll enjoy the games together. Check out the Olympia Goz one if you if you haven't seen it already. You can there's a somebody's put, kindly put the timestamps in the comments, and you can see the reactions to each of the goals, uh, which was quite entertaining. So uh, yeah, have a look. Uh, thank you to Stefan. He says nice one, Harry. Great as always. Thank you to Ed as well, the Spurs fan. I had a little bit of a dig, didn't I, and, and told you that you shouldn't be watching an Arsenal channel, but he's remained classy to be fair. And he says, thank you for not kicking us off, Harry. Good luck, mate, but not tomorrow. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll fire that right back at you. Uh, Pratik says, big up, Harry. We'll win 2-0. Uh, Gert has just realised it's Mother's Day. Yep, you better get sorted, mate. Um, yeah, that's it. Uh, thank you all for your support, as always. Make sure you smash the like button if you haven't already. Make sure you subscribe to the channel if you're new. We're approaching 12,500 subscribers on YouTube alone. Um, and of course, if you are somebody who prefers to listen by the audio platforms, that's absolutely fine as well. But make sure you subscribe and leave us a review on that as well. I'll be back tomorrow. Um, as I said, reacting to the North London derbies. Until then, take care of yourselves. Ciao. You're listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon.